It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke and Cameron Parker of Predominantly Orange, your daily Broncos podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Locked On Broncos podcast, your daily bite-sized podcast over here at the Locked On NFL Network, giving you the best news, coverage, and insight into all things orange and blue related. Very stoked to be back with you guys here once again for another episode of the show as we roll on through the offseason. We're one step closer to football with the Broncos offseason program beginning voluntary workouts as a team. Look, that means that football is just around the corner, just a couple months away. Very, very excited about it. A lot of cool things in store this offseason. A lot of things in the works for you guys. But hey, want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Broncos your go-to Broncos podcast every single morning. It means the world to us. Over 31,000 downloads in the month of March, and we're heading for a big Big April month as well. So today's episode of the show, we're going to analyze a little bit about some of the moves in our daily Broncos rundown in segment number one. Segment number two, I think it's going to be important to talk about Chris Harris Jr. Now, obviously, the news around Broncos country was that he didn't report to voluntary workouts. Okay, read into it what you may, but there's a little bit more to the story than what people are getting, and we're going to kind of decipher it, break it down a little bit. What does this mean for the Broncos? What does this mean for Chris Harris Jr.? And logistically, looking at the moves they've made this offseason, what does that mean for them going forward in terms of the Broncos' plans with Chris Harris Jr.? We're going to get into all that on today's episode of the Lockdown Broncos podcast. As always, I'm your host, Cody Rourke, NFL analyst covering the Denver Broncos and the NFL. Also do some work for the fan-sided networks, predominantly orange.com. One place where there is no clickbait articles. The people put out great content. And I tell you what, it's real analysis, real perspective, nothing misleading to generate views or likes. It is real authentic analysis. It's one thing I've always loved about the guys over there, predominantly orange.com. You guys can shoot me a follow on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL, the Lockdown Broncos podcast at Lockdown Broncos. Don't forget to go to iTunes and leave a review of the show. Tell us why you love the show. I'm not going to waste any time here, but let's dive right into our daily Broncos rundown. So the Broncos on the first day yesterday of their offseason voluntary workout program, they made some moves. The Broncos, Shelby Harris, he came in, he signed his second round tender that the Broncos had placed on him, and Joe Jones and Tim Patrick both signed their exclusive rights tenders to return to the Broncos this season. They report for the offseason voluntary workouts. It's been a huge thing. People really don't, I think, highlight enough. I think Tim Patrick gets lost in the sight of guys like Cortland Sutton and Emmanuel Sanders. Tim Patrick was very, very valuable for the Broncos last season. He came up big. And, you know, I think when the Broncos needed him the most, he did make big plays. He showed big play capability. There were times where I don't think we saw enough of Tim Patrick. I thought late in the season, he really came into his own because, look, the Broncos had no choice but to play all the wide receivers 
that they had. That included River Craycraft, that included Deshaun Hamilton, Cortland Sutton, and teams really kind of focused their attention on stopping Cortland Sutton from getting to the outside. They'd play press coverage underneath with the safety over the top. I mean, when you have a big vertical threat like that, it opens things up a little bit. Tim Patrick provided some depth, not only in the vertical game for the Broncos, but more so in the short routes too. Very good on hitch routes, comebacks, smoke routes, and also the back shoulder fade is is one of the biggest things that I like from Tim Patrick. He found himself open in quite some times, and he's a big guy. I mean, if you ever had a chance to see Tim Patrick up close in person, he is a tall guy. And so when you're going up against some of these smaller corners that you see, Tim Patrick does have an advantage. He really, really does. And, and he made a tremendous catch against the Raiders on Monday Night Football where John Gruden told him to shut his mouth. He said something more colorful than that, but I can't share that here on air. But it was funny. And I, you know, I always wonder what Tim Patrick's reaction really was to that if he heard it. You know, it was definitely an interesting thing. It was uh, one of those John Grudenisms that we always hear. But here's the thing, though. Tim Patrick coming back to the Broncos is a big thing for it. I still think the Broncos may have to take a look at maybe adding one wide receiver in this year's NFL draft. They do have some options, though, in-house. I still think that River Craycraft maybe can be a guy for them that can contribute on special teams in the return game. What about wide receiver? I didn't really see too much from River Craycraft last season to get the vibe that, hey, look, the Broncos are really hot on this guy, that he can come in and he can play wide receiver, line up in the slot. I really think Deshaun Hamilton is the Broncos' premier slot receiver that they're focused on in 2019 because he didn't really get a true chance to showcase his talent last season due to that injury but when he played late in the year he balled out he made tough catches he took a lot of contact across the middle of the field due to some quarterback throws across the middle one of the things though about Deshaun Hamilton is he's speedy and I think he can be that guy that can get a guy off of one step off the line of scrimmage find that opening seam catch it at about four yards and then take it for about 30 or 40 he has that ability to do that He can also be some value in the return game. Will the Broncos put him as a returner, though, after what happened to him last season due to injury? I don't think it's going to happen. Now, on the other side of that, we have Joe Jones, who signed his exclusive rights tender as well. Here's the thing about Joe Jones. Nobody's talking about him at all. Everyone's talking about, well, the Broncos need to draft with the 10th pick in in this year's draft. They need to draft a, a linebacker that can cover. I think Joe Jones could be that in-house candidate that, look, we don't have a lot of insight in terms of his inside linebacker ability outside of the Baltimore game and outside of different spots when Brandon Marshall was hurt. We don't have a big enough sample size to truly measure. Is Joe Jones the guy that can be that in-house candidate that does cover as a linebacker that could provide perfect value in Coach Fangio's defense? I'll say it again. He reminds me a ton of Wesley Woodyard. And Wesley Woodyard became that guy for the Broncos. So I think the Broncos have... Uh, diamond in the rough here with Joe Jones. And, and look, he contributes huge on special teams. He's a big, big component of what Tom McMahon wants for his special teams unit. He blocks punts. He gets after guys. He makes tackles. That's one thing I've liked about him is just such a high motor guy. Why not give him a look as an in-house candidate. Look, the Broncos, when they go to the workouts, they go through the, the minicamp portion where they go through and they install team stuff. They do drills. They're going to be able to get a little bit of a look at what Joe Jones can bring. And him signing his exclusive rights tender gives the Broncos the opportunity to evaluate them under Coach Fangio's scheme, under his eyes, under his new coaching staff, rather than last year. And if we want to look at last year with Joseph Jones, here's the thing, man. He stepped up big time. I thought he actually had great coverage when he stepped into that Ravens game at inside backer he really did impress me he came away very impressive and he had a monster game I think arguably the best game of his career against the Ravens so give Joe Jones a chance and look if you don't get a 
inside linebacker like a Devin White. Look, Devin White's not going to be there at 10. If the Broncos want to get Devin White, they're going to have to trade ahead of Tampa Bay because Devin White is more than likely going to Tampa Bay. You could put a little bit of pen on that because that's what I've been told. It could change, though, unless... You know, here's how the market goes. You have these feelers put out right now by general managers, and it gets other NFL general managers on the phone to try to see, hey, you know, we want this guy. We're really interested, but we hear this team is moving up for him. Devin White's a good player. He's going to go in that top six. I guarantee it. And then here's another thing. Devin Bush, he's going to have an opportunity to be there for the Broncos at 10. But do the Broncos want to pick him, especially if a guy like Ed Oliver is available there? I, I tell you what, there's a lot of talent in this year's draft in terms of defensively that I think the Broncos might have their hands full in in deciding who they can pick. I think there's going to be a lot of options. But then you also factor in with Shelby Harris signing his second round restricted free agent tender. You heard it you know, from him last week here on Lockdown Broncos. He's coming into all of this offseason with the mindset that he doesn't have a job. That's his mentality. That's been his mentality since he's gotten to the NFL. Coming in thinking he's not going to have a job impressing the coaches, working really hard. He's got a chip on his shoulder, and that's a big thing too. So do the Broncos go with defensive line? I mean, they did re-sign Zach Kerr. They're bringing back Shelby Harris. To me, that states that they're happy with what they have in terms of right now in depth. But if one of those big generational talents, you know, for example, like Ed Oliver, or even a Quinn Williams, which Quinn Williams, I'd be very, very shocked if he was even there at five for the Buccaneers if they were there to pick at that spot. I don't think that would happen. But that's the t- kind of thing. If you get that that type of talent, you might have to choose the defensive lineman. I'm unsure where the Broncos is going to go in this year's NFL draft. Everybody's playing the guessing game right now. It's so unnecessary. We don't need to do that. So with that said, that is our daily Broncos rundown. A lot of news. Broncos reported to their offseason voluntary workouts yesterday. The talk of the town, though, in Denver is Chris Harris Jr. was the one guy that did not show up. And look, what could that mean? Is he holding out for a contract? Is he not going to go out there and put, look, I think a lot of people are looking into it in a variety of ways. Some people not looking into it enough. Some people are looking into it too much. We'll break it down here with some clarity for you guys here coming up in segment number two. But before we get to that, I got to remind you guys, go check out our Locked on Nuggets podcast, our brother station over there hosted by Adam Mates. The Nuggets battled the Warriors last night at Oracle. How did the matchup go? Adam Mates has you covered with Locked on Nuggets. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As the Broncos began their offseason voluntary workouts yesterday, one star Broncos player was not in attendance, and that was Chris Harris Jr., the leader of the no-fly zone. And there are a lot of people right now, I look, if you're Broncos country, a lot of people are freaking out at the possibility because, look, Chris Harris Jr. has been a star player for this Broncos team. He's been a stable mate of them for many, many years. And, the, you know, there's been a lot of talk. To, he, wants to, he wants a contract. He wants to get paid. He's entering the last year of his deal. He wants a contract extension. He wants to be able to make some money now. He's already got a Super Bowl ring. So he wants to make some money for what he's been able to do. And the question is, 
Are the Broncos going to do it? Now, Cam, here's where I have a little bit of concern overall because I'm looking at it from a financial standpoint. I'm looking at it from as if I was a general manager. You know, because when we take into sports management side of things, how you evaluate players, I do this a lot. I do it for a living. Here's one of the things that I'm looking at with Chris Harris Jr. Okay, the concerning factor for me, look, he's entering the last year of his deal. He's been so valuable to your team, but do you have the capital, the cash, the money right now to extend him after the draft? I mean, I, I feel like if the Broncos were going to place an emphasis on extending Chris Harris Jr., it would have been taken care of already. I feel like this is something they might not want to wait out on. And, and here's my thing why. The Broncos brought in this offseason Kareem Jackson. They brought in Bryce Callahan. And look, Kareem Jackson right now is going to be making more money than Chris Harris Jr. is. Think about that for a second. So I can see where there's some concern. Now, everybody is like freaking out because Chris Harris Jr. did not attend voluntary workouts. Case in point, look, when Von Miller was due for a contract extension, he didn't show up either. So this could be a bittersweet thing. It could be a 50-50 move. This could go either way. Now, from what I've been told and from what I've heard, this is a situation I think we all need to monitor very closely. Okay, and what makes a little more sense is that the Broncos did bring in two cornerbacks in this free agency period. They also have Isaac Adam, a young guy, on their roster. What does this mean after 2019? I mean, Chris Harris Jr. probably isn't going to show up till everything's mandatory, which I think is a ploy. John Elway said, look, we're going to wait till after the draft to take a look at all of our options and then revisit extending a contract. I still think that the Broncos may not be looking at extending Chris Harris Jr. Now, before Broncos country, the mob goes after me. Listen, from a financial standpoint, a sports management standpoint, this seems like a scenario where the Broncos may be looking at some point. There's nothing official. This is just my speculation. So take it for what you may. I'm not saying there's, there's any source out there that's telling me this, but the Broncos could be looking to maybe generate some interest to trade Chris Harris Jr., why would they bring in two corners? Look, I, I get cornerback was a position of need for them. Absolutely. But this could be some leverage, too, that the Broncos are using. We've seen in the past, John Elway will not overspend on positions. Now, Chris Harris Jr., in my honest opinion, Cameron, I think he deserves every single penny that he wants because that is how valuable of a player that Chris Harris is. However, from a financial standpoint, the sports management standpoint, if you're a general manager and you're looking at, okay, I just got these two cornerbacks, we have a young guy in Isaac Yadam. We have the leverage. We have the power right now over the situation. I hope it's not that way. This is just a perspective from the outside looking in. I hope it's not that way because Chris Harris Jr. is so valuable to the Denver franchise. I mean, he's one of the last five players on the roster from Super Bowl 50. The Broncos, they're, they're getting rid of a lot of those guys. A lot of those guys are no longer on the roster. You got Emmanuel Sanders. You got Von Miller. You got Derek Wolf. You got Chris Harris Jr. amongst some other guys. And, and to be honest with you, there's a little bit of concern here because I feel as if we're on the, the 50-50. We're, we're, you know, we're walking the, that thin line there between the Broncos could bring back Chris Harris Jr. on extension. Or they may not. Yeah, and it's it, they're playing hardball one one way or the other. Uh, you know, Chris Harris is playing hardball now. The one thing we also need to make clear, and I mean, while it was it was a it was a huge impression for Chris Harris not to show up to uh, yesterday for the voluntary you know workout. That's the key. He didn't show up for a voluntary workout. Now, it it was a statement nonetheless. It was a statement nonetheless by Harris. It was a statement nonetheless by his agent, per se. It was a statement that he wants to be paid. I mean, there, there, there's no other way to ignore that. 
But the other thing that we need to keep in mind is that let's just say this does hold out and it does go into training camp and it goes into the OTAs. Well, then they're they're the, this is forcing the Denver Broncos to get a actual deal done. Obviously, we don't know what goes behind closed doors. We know exactly what Chris Harris has meant to the actual team itself. And John Elway has, I don't want to rehash this memory because it's a really bad personal memory for myself, but John Elway made the conscious decision, and plus the others in that front office, to trade Demarius Thomas, a fan favorite. Look, I, I, I'm not by any means suggesting this, but that's in essence what John Elway has now proven now that he's been willing in the last handful of years to make a very tough decision. But that all said, the best decision really in my estimation of this franchise is to link Chris Harris up to a long-term contract maybe three or four years, make it so that he can be a Denver Bronco for life. I, 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 I mean, in reality, losing Chris Harris is probably going to hurt a lot more than it would have Demarius Thomas. Just for the simple fandom of it, the Broncos country aspect of it, losing Chris Harris will not sit well with Broncos country. It, it just won't. It, it'll be kind of like by MLB standards, Bryce Harper moving to the Nationals, a divisional rival. I mean, it's not saying he's going to go to a divisional rival, but it's just, it, it, it's just that type of thing. So I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know whether or not it gets done, but the fact of the matter is, it is just a very, very sticky situation right now at this point. It really is, and we're going to get former Broncos safety Nick Ferguson on the show this upcoming week, and he mentioned something very interesting on social media. If you guys don't follow him, it's Nick Ferguson underscore 25 on Instagram and Twitter. He said something interesting about Chris Harris Jr. and not showing up here, and I think he makes a valid point. We'll get him on the show to give his thoughts on what it's like during the negotiation process if you're in due for a contract extension, but he posted, he said, there's no reason to wait until after the draft to see where the budget will be due to the rookie pay scale that was negotiated in the last collective bargaining agreement. The numbers are already set. Teams compare the salaries of last year's top picks by round, and that sets the table. The only thing you have to work through is the language in the contracts of quarterbacks. If Harris was a top priority, his contract would have been negotiated before going outside of the building and paying Juwan James, Kareem Jackson, or Bryce Callahan. Harris' late-season injury provided the right leverage and timing the Broncos needed. Smoke and mirrors, stall tactics, biting time. Oh, no, he didn't. Yes, he did. Chris Harris, real talk, just my opinion. Those last ones were all in hashtag, and it's certainly an interesting point, too. Now, look, I think people also need to relax on the, the standpoint of going after Chris Harris on Twitter, on social media, saying, hey, how come you didn't show up? This happens every year around the NFL. It's all about negotiating. And look, we've seen it with Earl Thomas. Contracts and, and guaranteed money, that's security. Think about it. Chris Harris is entering the last year of his deal. Let's say he plays the last year of his deal, suffers a major, major injury, and all of a sudden his career's put into question. What team is going to pay him the money that he wants or that he rightfully deserves coming off of a major, major injury? That is the major question and consistency around the NFL, which is why I think players, the NFLPA, and the NFL, once the collective bargaining agreement expires, I think we're going to experience another lockout here in the next two seasons. And 
I, I think guaranteed contracts are a number, you know, a number one priority of discussion in terms of player safety as well. But Chris Harris Jr. is doing the right thing in this in this standpoint. If I was Chris Harris's agent, I'm saying, look, man, I, I know what you're doing. You're working already in the offseason. It's not like Chris Harris Jr. is sitting on the couch doing nothing. He's in Dallas. He's working with the zone trainer. He's staying active. He's been active all offseason if you guys have been following him. But the the thing here is, you know, you show up and you get hurt. I mean, think about it. Jeff Hireman got hurt after he reported the Broncos, uh, I believe, his rookie season. And that can't be. He went down with his ACL. Things like that can happen. For As an agent, I'm looking at it from the standpoint, look, my, my client is protecting his best interests, his long-term future. He's won a Super Bowl ring. He wants to have money to set him up for the rest of his career. He wants to finish his career here as a Denver Bronco, but he will not report until we get that. And I think that's a fair leverage thing. And I think, unfortunately for him, that injury he suffered. But look, I, I don't think we can discount it. Chris Harris suffered that broken, that chip fracture in the fibula against the Cincinnati Bengals. He was literally running a week afterwards, and he was working his tail off in the event the Broncos made the playoffs to be back for a playoff game. He rehabbed from that injury so quickly. And that is the thing to me that says, look, this is a guy that wants to do it. He's played, he's been an underdog his whole career. He's been so valuable to the Broncos. Now, what are the Broncos going to do? So this is going to be a big storyline that we have to follow all throughout this offseason until a contract extension move is made or we hear otherwise over here at Locked On Broncos. Definitely a big, big storyline that has emerged as the Broncos report to voluntary workouts. Also, this is the first time the Broncos yesterday, Coach Fangio spoke to the whole entire team. Now, Chris Harris Jr. wasn't there, but he spoke to the whole entire team. His message was simple. We got to be accountable. We got to do the right things. It's all about the little things. We got to be on time. We can't miss meetings. We got to focus on the bigger picture. And I think that's important for your first day. Several Broncos players have come out and said that he set the tone immediately. And that's going to be the expectation for the Broncos rolling into training camp. We're going to head into segment number three. We're going to hear from Broncos star player, Von Miller, talking about life. He gives a little bit of clarity, too, on the Chris Harris Jr. situation, what his offseason looks like, and how excited he is to play with Coach Fangio in 2019. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Broncos star pass rusher Von Miller met with the media on Tuesday and gave a little insight. He was asked a question about Chris Harris Jr. and not being there at offseason voluntary workouts and kind of in reference to when Von Miller did the same thing when looking for a contract extension. What that meant for the team, Von Miller gave us a little bit of insight on what he thought. It's optional, right? It's, it's, it's the optional period to be here. And, um, you know, we all know, what type of, we all know what type of pro Chris is, you know, on and off the football field. And you know, he's going to be ready to go whenever he's here. And if he's not here, he's still going to be ready. As the Broncos await the return of Strap Harris, who wants a new contract, who wants to get paid, and rightfully so, he deserves it. The Broncos met with Coach Fangio for the first time today, and Vaughn was asked the question on whether or not Coach Fangio was different than what they saw from day one at the press conference in the media room. Sometimes coaches will meet with the media, they give off a different portrait, and then in front of players, they're completely different. Vaughn Miller says Coach Fangio is the same guy from day one, and that's something that he really appreciates. Same guy that everybody saw in the press conference was the same guy that we saw this morning. And I think uh, that's a compliment. You know, you don't want 
this guy to be in a press conference and then get in front of the team and it's this guy and then when you one-on-one with him he's this guy and it's not the case with coach Vic and I knew that um from all the players that that he's coached with that I've that I'm familiar with I knew he was that type of guy and you know he was he was definitely that today we talked about it a little bit earlier here in the show about coach Fangio's message to a team about doing the little things it's all about doing the right things not missing meetings, not doing the little things, but also in terms of playing style. It's not just the off-the-field football stuff that players have to really take into consideration on how they approach 2019. It's about how they approach their preparation to get on the field and play their position. Technique, assignment, um, you really just keep everything simple, but it's easier said than done. You know, um, and uh, Coach Fenzio, he's, he's all about that. Technique, assignment, um, intensity, effort, and um, you know, I like that. You know, he's a He's an outside linebacker guru, and you know he's, he's, he's up next with me. Coach Vangio believes that Von Miller and Bradley Chubb can play even better than they did last season, which is crazy because they accounted for 26 and a half sacks combined. That means we are going to see a different level of preparation with Von Miller. And I think the coaching, the tutelage, the mentorship from Coach Vangio, who's had success working with outside linebackers like Alden Smith back in San Francisco, like Khalil Mack down there in Chicago. Coach Fangio is going to have his hand on this Broncos defense. And for Von Miller, he's taking it up another level. He's going up. He wants to play up and the 10 pounds heavier. He wants to play around 245 pounds this year. And there's a reason why. He wants to be a little bit stronger. He wants to be able to control offensive linemen. No, I, I feel like, you know, for me, the difference between 230, 235 and 245, it's not really to get off. It's not really the speed. It's not really getting hurt or getting injured. It's, it's um... You know, it's not really agility or anything like that or, or moves. It's when you get locked up with the offensive lineman and where, wherever, you, wherever you're able to go with that. So 235, you know, you can go a certain direction with that when you're locked up with the offensive lineman. And 245, you can go just a little bit further, you know, with that. And, you know, 245 is where I want to be at. Vaughn estimates that he would like to play at least to make 20 total years in his career. He wants to be able to match that level to get over 200 sacks in his career, and I think it's very, very doable. If he continues at the pace that he is at, he's definitely breaking records for the Broncos, and in 2019, he will become the Broncos' all-time sack leader overall. That's going to be a huge accomplishment for him. He's already one of the greatest Broncos to ever play the game at this early of his career, and that's something that's exciting, and the Broncos have him locked up, and and he's one of the guys that I hope many many people think of as a Bronco for life. It would be tragic to see him or even Chris Harris Jr. go anywhere else. But any coach that's going to be coaching Von Miller is going to get a guy that's super coachable, willing to learn, and has the mindset that he can get better. Von kind of shared a little bit of insight with the media on what it would be like to coach him. For me, it's, I, I've, I've said it you know, the, three times before this. I'm, I feel like I'm a coach's dream. You know, you, whatever, whatever you ask me to do, I'm going to do it. Um, try to make whatever whoever's coaching me, whether that's my position coach or the head coach or whoever, I try to make their job easier than uh, than what it is. I just try to, you know, take me out of the equation. I'm going to always do what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to always do everything I need supposed to do, and I'm going to pull guys along with me. So it doesn't really matter what coach that I have coaching me. I'm going to stick to the script, and I'm going to try to make their job easier. When you have a talent like Von Miller, certainly as a defensive coordinator, it does make your job easier. As a pass rushing coach, it makes your job tremendously easier when you have talent of that nature. And the Broncos got a tremendous steal. And the cool thing about Von Miller is just the turnaround he has had in his career from the beginning of his career in Denver, which he started off with a bang, unbelievable talent. His second season, 18 and a half sacks. We want to see the same exact formula this season. Can he do it under Coach Fangio, under Ed Donatel, under Brandon Staley? I absolutely 
absolutely believe that the Broncos will see a different Von Miller in 2019. I'm excited to see what different looks that Coach Fangio will throw at opposing offenses because you have nuclear weapons on the defensive side of the ball. The Broncos made some big moves and they can look to add to that even more in the NFL draft this month, which actually is going to be approaching us here in a couple of weeks. We're going to have complete coverage over here at Locked On Broncos with who the Broncos pick at pick number 10 or whether they trade up. We're going to have exclusive video content and breakdown at CodyRourkeNFL.com. The website will be launching here very, very shortly, so stay tuned. So many exciting things in store. In the meantime, until CodyRourkeNFL.com launches, please head over to YouTube and subscribe to the channel Cody Rourke. NFL. You'll get all the video content to your phone. And if you subscribe to the Lockdown Broncos podcast on Google or Apple Podcasts or the Himalaya podcasting app, which is now something you can do, you will get daily Broncos content launched to your phone. No clickbait articles, no misleading reports or headlines, just complete breakdown of all things orange and blue because you Broncos country, you absolutely deserve it. And we appreciate you for tuning in every single day. And it would mean the absolute world to me if you guys could take one to two minutes of your time right Right now, after this episode, pull up iTunes, go to the podcast section, click on write a review for Lockdown Broncos, type out a review of why you listen to it every single day, why you love the show, why it's your go-to for Broncos news, leave your Twitter handle, want to do something very, very special for listeners of the show. So include your Twitter handle, we're going to make something special happen, leave a review for Lockdown Broncos and Broncos country, as always, I don't even have to say it, you guys are are the GOAT. Appreciate you guys. We'll be back tomorrow for another episode of the Locked On Broncos podcast. Stay tuned this week. We're going to have Broncos safety Nick Ferguson on maybe next week, but he wants to jump on to talk about Chris Harris Jr. and his contract. We're going to hear the negotiation side of free agency through the eyes of a former player that's played in the National Football League for a long, long time and also a very, very special announcement coming very soon about a major, major guest here on Locked On Broncos. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.